Hey everybody, welcome back to PT Tech Talk Podcast. This is episode 69. And if you're looking for the intersection of physical therapy and technology, if you are looking for telehealth, if you are looking for online marketing and practice management, software and business efficiency, you are in the right place. If this is your first time listening, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. If you've listened before, go ahead and drop us a five-star review on iTunes if you find this podcast valuable and that'll help the podcast surface up for others like you for them to easily find it. You can check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Go ahead and hit subscribe, follow us there, and you will get all the new episodes as they are published. We are currently streaming live on Facebook. It's hard to avoid Rob's edits if we are streaming live on Facebook, so we're gonna push right through. Today we're talking with Dean Volk, our guest here, physical therapist and owner of Volk Physical Therapy. Dean has two locations that are in network, and they are located in Charlotte. He's got one catch practice currently launched and growing in Charleston, South Carolina. But before we bring on Dean, just want to say what's up to my co-host, Rob Vining. Rob is a physical therapist and the founder of PT Live. PT Live is a live chat that allows prospective patients to chat with a physical therapist and schedule an evaluation right inside the app. You can check out www.ptlivechat.com. And as always, my name is Dave Kittle. I'm a physical therapist, partner at cashbasephysicaltherapy.org with Ron Miller, currently helping practice owners attract and retain more cash-paying patients. Whew, that was a long intro. Rob, what's up, man? <laughs> Not much, man. This is good. I'm looking forward to uh, talking to Dean and, and learning more about just, you know, he seems like this is obvious. You, you take something that you're finding in your practice that is not working properly and you, you use software and you make it work. So it's like grease in the uh, grease in the wheels there. But Dean, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate you getting on the show tonight. And if you don't mind, give the audience a little bit of an intro, um, a little bit about your history, and then we'll just dig in from there. Well, first of all, thanks for inviting me. It's an honor to be here. Um, sort of took me by surprise when Dave said, hey, I saw your metric sheet. Would you like to come on? And I thought, hey, why not? Never done a podcast before done quite a few Facebook lives, so not a rookie at this, but um, I don't know if I've actually ever been interviewed on the internet before, so <laughs> if I seem nervous, hey, I'll, I'll try not to be too nervous. But, <laughs> um, like it was said, my name's Dean Volk. I am a um, well-experienced physical therapist of over 26 years, um, two small um, in-network practices in the Charlotte area, and I am just launching a catch practice in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, been doing it a while um, and learning a lot through the years, mostly through rough times, which has um, made me grow quite a bit. And basically the metrics form that we're going to be sharing and talking about tonight came about because I realized I was losing a lot of money over the years. I probably lost hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years Whoa. because I wasn't actually keeping my metrics and my KPIs like I should have been, even though I was running two successful offices that um, before the recession were booming like crazy. And then like most people um, struggled through some difficult times and are now navigating the waters of un, um, uncertain healthcare issues and what's going on with um, insurance. So um, that's one thing that I, is a pet peeve of mine when everybody talks about healthcare as an issue. I don't think healthcare is an issue. I think insurance is an issue mm -hmm. because um, healthcare is healthcare. And, um, I, I love doing what I do and whether I'm doing it for cash or whether I'm doing it for, um, 
insurance money. Um, I just love helping people and getting them better and back to doing what they love doing. So um, anyway, ask away. So before we even get to this metrics tool, this, this item that we are going to cover a little bit later, I've talked to, just like I've talked to with Rob and I've talked to now with you as a practice owner, Rob and I have talked with practice owners for many, many years, the past several years at least. And I've come across different owners, different styles, different types of businesses and practices. And one thing that we've talked about is like some of the most important metrics that a practice owner and a business owner should be measuring, whether it's weekly, monthly, quarterly. And a previous guest on this podcast, Jamie Schreier, he previously had two locations and, and sold those to a larger group. And I believe he said it on the podcast here on PT Tech Talk, but I'm not exactly sure if he said it on the podcast or privately. But he said, Dave, the most important physical therapy business metric is new patients. Now, we're not saying Jamie is right or wrong because every owner has a different perspective. But Dean, what do you think is the number one business metric that a physical therapist should be measuring? To me, the in-network, or not the in-network, but the, um, the in-clinic measurement that I see that should be the most important is completion of care. Um, I, I'm a friend of Jamie's. Um, yes, you need new patients or you do not have a practice. So that's, that's, obvious. that's obvious. It's sort of like, hey, you know what? I need cash in the bank too, and I need to be ma making payments. So you can argue so many different um, metrics or different um, measurements that you can go, well, this has to be number one, because if you're not making a profit, you're done. And I think, to me, the completion of care rate is what's going to drive um, new patients coming in, word of mouth referrals, your bottom line going up, simply because if you are having a high percentage of your clients coming in and completing their care, whether it be 6, 10, 12 visits, whatever your um, expertise is, if people are completing their care and reaching their goals, at a high rate, they're going to be mouthpieces for you. They're going to go out and talk about you and they're going to be seeing you more often, more frequently if they have an issue. Right. Is that something that you felt like you had to create some sort of software kind of go into when you hit that moment where you're like, all right, something's got to change here. How did that all come about? What was the process of that? Um, over the last couple of years, I've just put together some simple metrics forms that I've been using in my clinic. Um, obvious cancellation rates, no-show rates, um, how many new patients you see in a, a week, in a month. And what I came up with last year was a quarterly form, week-by-week um, week measuring how many patients were scheduled, how many patients showed up, how many canceled, how many no-showed, and how many new evals do we have. Because I just wanted to see what the trends were doing. I wanted to make sure we were um, – improving our cancellation rates, which um, I, in one of my clinics, I have a lot of um, workers comp and they're notorious for having every excuse in the book. And since I've started with following um, my cancellation rates over the last two years, I went from about a 15 to 18% cancellation rate then to an eight to 10% now with right. the goal of getting down to 5%. Right. So I thought, you know what, with the same number of new patients coming in, I'm making more money because people are actually showing up and I wasn't losing those time slots to, to, to not making anything actually losing money because it takes a couple visits to make up for what you lost in that time slot. Um, and over this last year I started realizing, okay, what is going on? How come we're having so many patient drop-offs? How am I measuring it? And I couldn't, I didn't find a way to do it except 
look over, okay, let's go through the um, surveys that we had. So we'd manually count out the surveys, manually go back and look at our um, EMR and go, okay, how many new patients do we have in that time? And when I saw that my number was about 40%, I said, all right, there had to be people who finished that maybe didn't fill out their survey. So I wanted to create a form, something we can do to um, keep this stat much more significantly. Because to me, if you have people completing your care, number one, they're going to be happier. Number two, they're going to be reaching their goals. They're going to be more satisfied. We're going to get more visits um, from each patient instead of having them drop off after two to three being unsatisfied. Right. And basically, to me, the completion of care shows, number one, the communication from the first time our front office communicated with them to the first time they came in to my um, therapist and the therapist did an eval and discussed with them what their issue was, what our plan was, how we're going to go about this plan. And each visit when they come in, we need to have them feel like we are on their page, making their goals, our goals for them and actually trying to exceed their goals. So if you're not completing your care, to me, that shows that there's a leak somewhere in your system, whether it be in communication, whether it be in not um, meeting the patient where they're at, there's got to be um, something that needs to be fixed before the end of care so that they've reached that plan, the full completion of care. I hope that made sense. Totally. I, yeah, definitely. In, for this metric, is this something that is just whether it's your current EMR or any previous EMR you ever use, is this a metric that's just challenging for an EMR system to track and measure, which is why you made this, this widget, this tool, this type of system outside of the EMR that uh, you have that, that you utilize and then you think others will definitely benefit from? Um, I have not seen, I, well, I have not seen any EMR. I've used way too many EMRs in my days and I've never seen one that had a completion of care EMR. Yeah. They have, they have how many people were discharged. They oftentimes break them down into official discharge, quick discharge. Um, they dropped off the planet Earth, and um, so you discharge them after six weeks of not hearing from them. Right. But with this tool, it is basically week by week, actually day by day, my front office staff goes in, checks in how many patients um, came in, how many were on the schedule, how many canceled, no-showed, how many new patients, how many discharges, done. And what this is also doing, it's helping my front office communicate with my physical therapist so that the therapists are letting the front office know, hey, this person's here for their last visit today. So we make that visit a little extra special. Um, we make sure we ask them a couple extra questions just to make sure they know we're still just as interested in them and their health on their last day as we were on their first day. Because I think so many times we just get into the rut of doing physical therapy and taking ourselves out of the fact that wow, this person is still a person, even if they're not coming in after today, that we start looking ahead to, okay, what's on the schedule next? And when we start treating people as we want to be treated, we realize, hey, we want them leaving the last day as excited with us as they were the first day coming in with the hope and the expectation of, finally, I have the answer to my problems. Yeah. Is there a certain range or percentage that you think a certain clinic or a certain practice should, ha should have attained, like once they measure their own metric if they were to measure their completed plans of care? Is there a certain range or a, or a level that you think is appropriate compared to uh, like somewhere be like between great, good, and it's like really yeah. in, the, in the poor zone? Good question. Absolutely. Um, my, my goal, obviously, you want 100%. But let's get real. Um, if you got 100% completion rate, you are, everything's going perfectly well. Patients are all 
every single one of them are responding the way they're supposed to and there's no glitches in the system whatsoever so obviously the gold standard or obviously the the unattainable is it's sort of like a hundred percent show up rate right. there's going to be a cancellation here and there there's going to be somebody who's a little unsatisfied with something or they hit their goal long before you anticipate and they drop off and so they're not officially discharged and that's one thing too that can vary greatly some people like i even had one of my therapists this week say you know sometimes patients aren't ready to be discharged they're in their mind they, they don't think they're ready but everything that i've done and my measurements show that they can obtain everything that they want so what i tell them to do is say hey you know what over the next week if your symptoms flare up or over the next two weeks give me a holler back otherwise we'll consider you discharged and i told her well to me that's a discharge because from the therapist perspective they're ready they might not be mentally ready or thinking oh no i'm i haven't tried every single thing that i want to do in my life yeah but you're also giving them the option to come back so whether they're discharged on that visit or one more visit after just to um solidify their mind so what i do actually you asked me for numbers so before i digress way too much um, <laughs> my goal for my in-network clinics is 80 percent i would think on a cash-based a cash-based practice should shoot a little bit higher because number one you're giving a lot more one-on-one -on -one attentive care than you would in an in-network just um for the fact of reimbursements and the fact of um the amount of patients you need to see in an in-network just to stay alive so to me cat my cash practice my goal is going to be 95 percent completion of care rate nice now on so, your, would you suggest dean that people check this out um like on a on a on a weekly basis on a daily basis and what range that's the other thing is it looking at a snapshot that's you know just a month or three to six months what, what would you suggest on that one yeah, to, to me, um, week to week is not going to make a big difference. Obviously, if you're discharging 20 patients a week and you're getting one new patient in a week. Yeah, you're dead in a week, right? Up. You're dead. <laughs> um, so that's not reality. But in actuality, that can happen in a week. But the next week, you're going to see, okay, there were no discharges and we had 10 or 15 new patients. So to me, anywhere from a three to six month, three to six month range is where you're going to get your most accurate numbers. Gotcha. Um, doing it week to week. You can start seeing trends if every week you're only getting 15% of your patients discharged. Something's going on. But like every other stat, because you have a starting point, you've got to wait out a month or two because you're going to be having a bunch of new patients um, being seen. And you're not – well, actually, just starting out, you may have a whole lot more discharges than initial evals depending on your census. So to me, a three – three-month period, or if you combine two of my forms, which would be two quarters, um, you'd have six months out, and you can easily see what your completion of care rate is. Okay. So you mentioned a couple of the details for this particular metric, why you think it might be different in an in-network office versus a cash practice office. Um, other than those differences where if it's a cash pay, like the patient's cash out-of-pocket, there's more one-on-one -on -one time with the therapist. So therefore I might be more of a sticky customer. I'm going to continue to come to all my follow -up visits that you might have um, laid out for me to, to get better versus an in-network office where some people might fall through the cracks. Is, is that just because the, like an in-network office has a higher volume of total patients and total visits that they're dealing with and there's just more moving pieces like on a business level, like why do you think those two things are different? On a business level, I think you hit the nail on the head just because within network, when you're getting reimbursed anywhere from 70 to $90 a visit and you're trying to keep the office 
afloat, you can't see five patients in a day and think you're going to be making money. I mean, obviously we're all in business. You know what? We're as therapists, we're all wanting our, our goal is to help people. I mean, right. it, it is, I don't think we would be doing this or putting up with the crap that we have to if we yeah. didn't want to help people. Right. But the bottom line is too, if you're in business, your goal is to make money. So in an in in my in network, um, Clinics are averaging about eighty to eighty-two dollars a visit, and in order to keep a biller, in order to keep a front office person, in order to keep a therapist, a trainer, a PTA, they, you've got to see a higher volume, volume just naturally. So, with that amount of volume and with um, the different types of caseloads that you see, people in in-network clinics are typically not as vested in their own health as they would be as if they were coming to me, say in Charleston, where I charge two hundred dollars a visit. Hmm. When someone's paying two hundred dollars a visit. If you're not giving them the care that they think that they're paying for, you're going to lose them. But you also have a lot more one-on-one -on -one time with them, a whole lot more getting to know them personally. And I am all about the patient experience in both my in-network and out-of-network clinics. And um, the goal is to keep as many people um, for their full completion of care, not to over-treat them, not to abuse the system, right. but to be ethical, moral, do what you need to do to get this patient back to where they need to be to be able to function the way they want to. So, but yes, I think with the in-network, um, just the financial restraints that you have, there are going to be people who fall through the cracks. And typically, like I said, we have a lot of workers comp. Those people, um, whether there's financial incentive for them, whether they have other issues going on, there seems to be a whole lot more um, complications with in-network um, clients than what I am seeing and hearing from others who are well more experienced in the cash-based realm. Okay. Awesome. So if you are still listening and you are watching either on YouTube, if you're watching live right now on Facebook, you are clearly interested. So we want to go ahead and show you Dean's tool that he has created. Before we do that, we're going to do a screen share. We're going to let Dean take over. He's going to be the pilot through and, and Rob and I will be able to ask some questions and comment as we go through that. There you is brave for doing this. I know <laughs> we are. We are. So there, listen, if, if you are interested in this tool, Dean coming on here, we wanted to hear more about his story, why he's doing this and, and hear why he has launched this tool and, and how it's helped him and how we think it can help you. And so there is an offer that will be expiring next Friday. So by the time Rob edits this episode and gets it out there to iTunes and SoundCloud and YouTube, you will have up until January 19th for a discount, and we're going to go into that, but I just wanted to put it out there. So if you're interested, we're going to show you the actual product, and then we'll go into uh, what's the actual discount code, what type of dollars that we, the PT Tech Talk Nation here, can hopefully save you if you're interested in getting this tool in the next week or so. All right, so let's see how this works. Can you guys see this? Got it. Yep. Oh, that was more than simple. <laughs> so basically, um, you can see that this is a quarterly form. You have January, February, March, and then the first quarter stats. This is basically a cumulative of every week of each month. And I put in fake numbers just a little bit earlier today just to show what you can expect and what you should see. So in January, um, and a lot of people go, well, quarter is just worthless. Well, watch this. If you go into the January slot and you hit, um, rename this easily becomes your April slot after you saved it for your first quarter. So April, 2018. 
And then what you do, you go to your calendar, you find what April is, and April 2nd is the first Monday. So you go in, change it to April 2nd, April 3rd, and voila, it changes the rest of the month. Nice. Um, and you'll have to do that at the beginning of each month because obviously this goes into May. You can complete the week out and then watch this. All you would do is go in here, you hit cut, you would go to the next column, which would become May, and you can paste that in there. And you already completed your first week in May. Sweet. Obviously, you'll have to change the May dates and everything. But what I have my um, front office people do for me, at, whether they do it each day or at the end of the week, they basically go in and just put in the numbers. How many were scheduled? How many people attended? How many canceled? How many no-showed? How many new patients? How many discharge patients? Uh, and very simple. And then next day, same thing. And this keeps the accumulation for the week. And this keeps the accumulation for the month. So you can see we were talking about, does it make a difference if you do a week's worth? Let me get um, these stats out of here. And you can see why taking a week would be ridiculous for you to make an assumption on what's going on in your clinic. Um, because say you had no discharges this week. All right. I missed something somewhere because it's adding up. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Sorry about that. No, it's all right. I'm doing this all off the cuff. So, right. so yeah. if the first week you had no discharges, you basically have a zero complaint, zero percent completion of care. If you had one, you'd have a 5%. Yeah. But let's flip that and say you didn't have any new patients the first week or say you had two patients the first week, two patients who were initial evaluations and you had a typical week where you had your normal amount and say it was 10, you have a 500% completion rate. If you look at that for one week, obviously if 500% of your patients are completing their care each week, it's not going to be long before you don't have anybody coming right. into your clinic and your census yeah. goes down. So what you can do each week is to see, okay, what's my attendance rate? Is When I have a lot of new patients coming in um, in one week, does my visits attended and my total visits schedule increase according to how many new patients came in versus patients who were discharged? So you can keep a running total. You can be looking and comparing. And I've had, patient, or I've had several clients who have um, purchased this and told me that it's saved them as much money as I believed it saved me. Because when you start seeing a trend, if you have um, an attendance rate that's less than, say, 90% on a consistent basis, you're losing um, 20, 30 patients a week, depending on if you're an in-network provider. If you're seeing that many, if you're seeing 20 patients a week as, an, um, in, as a cash business, and you're losing one to two a week, I mean, that's a pretty substantial hit. Yeah. Unless you're obviously charging them full price for a cancellation, which I know some people do, other people don't. Other people so, don't, right. Yeah. So earlier when you mentioned, Dean, the maybe like an 80% range if you're an in-network clinic or if you're a cash or at a network practice with more like the higher level touch with patients and maybe shooting for like 95%, they would right, want right. this last column. Is this the, the last column where it says the total? Okay. or Okay, there on the top right. Yep. That should be, well, I just... 
that so this for the quarter after I just messed around with the whole month of January right. shows a 66% completion rate. So that's in a quarter's worth. That's over three months. And to me, 66% means, you know what? I'm losing 34% of my patients are either dropping off or they're not completing their care. What's going on? And to me, that would be a red flag. I, I would sit with the front office person and say, hey, show me the patients who have dropped off. Let's get the drop off list and let's find out why. I mean, there can be legitimate reasons. People go out of town. People go on vacation. They're just not scheduled again. Right. But obviously, there's a crack somewhere in your system mm-hmm. that if you're losing 34% of your patients to not completing their care and you address that problem alone that's causing that problem and you get back up to a 75, 80%, you just put money in your pocket and you got a lot more happier patients leaving your clinic. Right. And that's kind of the thing that this software is actually fixed. Yeah. Correct. For me, it has have found this. Like if you didn't have this, this, this software right in front of us, how would you have seen this before you created it? Um, what I, what I had to do, we had to go into our software and pretty much every EMR nowadays, you can look and see, okay, how many new patients did I have over this time? How many discharges did I have over this time? But that sort of just shows every discharge note that you wrote. That doesn't necessarily mean the patient met their goals and they were discharged. Okay. So that's why with, um, at my clinic, I tell, I tell the front office person it's all, and the PT, it's only a discharged patient. Number one, if they've obtained their goals, number two, if they came in for their final visit and they filled out their paperwork and you did an official discharge note, or I think I even mentioned a little bit earlier, if a patient says that they don't feel that they're ready, but you think they're ready, tell them to call back in two weeks or you call them back in two weeks if we don't hear from them. And if they're 100% fine, to me, that's a discharge. Right. But, but being in this business for 26 years, how many patients have come in and then two weeks later, we realize they're not on the schedule and then they never pick up the phone. They don't um, respond to your emails and they just somewhere along the line were dissatisfied and don't even want to talk to you and tell you why. This hopefully will start to um, shrink that gap that we have. I think a few minutes ago, you dropped a golden nugget that is probably easily overlooked, which is if you have noticed that you put your data, your information into this tool, and you notice that your, your actual, the main metric that we're talking about tonight, completed plans of care, if that happens to be low or down in your clinic, you mentioned something that you would do as an owner, which is you would work with your front desk staff, maybe even have a sit down meeting and say, Hey, there's some issue here. It's, I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm not, I'm not saying it's the staff, the clinical team, the the physical therapist's fault. There's some issue. It looks like an issue. Let's dig into it deeper. Let's look at some of these patients that fell off and you might even be able to then refine it down into maybe there's a, a significant drop off of patients from one particular therapist or one particular shift of like a different front desk staff that happens to be working at a different, you know, shift of a day or a different uh, day of the week, for example. So an owner can actually use this metric and use this tool to find and uncover larger challenges in their practice. And you're right. When you mentioned earlier, like you can just get all the new patients you want in the door. That is a really significant metric. But if they're not completing their plans of care, you're potentially just putting band-aids over challenges and and issues in your clinic, and you may not even realize that they're there. Exactly. No, that's a great point. And um, yeah, I mean, I tell my staff, I said, look, do not tell people to fill out our surveys and give us tens. You give them the survey and let them fill it out the way they want to, because if they come back and say that 
we get fives instead of tens, that is awesome to us. Because if everybody comes in and gives us a 10, we think we are it. And we don't think that we need to change. We don't think we need to grow. We don't think there's any problems or any issues that are coming up. But if you have a patient, like I've had several patients who have, I mean, I, I'll give you one story. This was a simple little fix that we did. Um, one lady who had an Affordable Care Act um, policy that um, wasn't covering several things. And my front office person just said, look, we're so sorry that um, under Obamacare, this is not covered. And the lady went berserk. She said, it's the Affordable Care Act. It is not Obamacare. Oh, and it was, I mean, just a simple, it was, it was ridiculous to me because I remember her even talking about Obamacare in the clinic. But for someone to mention it to her that she had an Obamacare plan, she took offense at it. So what that did for my front office person who was there, she goes, you know, I will never make that mistake again with anybody. And I said, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. I said, not, it's, and it's go. not even a big deal. And you didn't even know it was a mistake. And, and 95% of the time, it wouldn't be a mistake. But are we willing to change our terminology for the 5% who may be offended? And what does it take for us as physical therapists and people in our clinic to go the extra mile to serve our clients and to make them more important than us? I mean, when you hit that, then you're not going to have to worry about your completion of care rate because it's going to go through the roof. Right, exactly. Yeah, and that's so important. It's kind of that, that learning moment or just that moment in general. If you don't learn from it, then that might be somebody that you might need to uh, actually look if you want them working in your clinic. Exactly. If they're not constantly learning, then they might be that hole in the bucket that you can never uncover. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, my wife is always um, – she she helps out with a lot of administrative stuff and a lot of systems. Her mind is just systems, system. I, I go, this is what I need to do. She goes, well, tell me the steps. I go, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know the steps. She goes, well, let's talk about it. And she'll, she'll hand me a list of things. She goes, here's the 10 things you need to do to get it. It's like, thank you very much. And she goes, Dean, she goes, you want the unwashed truth from your clients. Because if someone's not satisfied and you don't know it, it's going to come back to bite you in the butt. Yep. But if you know it, at least you have a fighting chance to make the improvements, to change, to get things um, back on track. Yeah. Exactly. So, Dean, let's just um, let's just wave a magic wand. Let's say Rob and I created this tool, right? And let's say that you happen to be using it. And how long have you been using this, by the way? Because you made it. You said you've. Is it over a year now? Honestly, I've I've been using completion of care rate over a year, but I made this in December. I just figured, you know what? Why don't I put it together? Just add to what I made a year and a half ago, which was basically a similar format without the completion of care, without the discharge patients in it. So I, ba I added a couple things to last year's um, format. Gotcha. Let, let's say that Rob and I, um, I don't know, we had consulted at your practice. And since you originally started measuring completed plans of care, that metric, what type of level of, of value or dollars would you have placed on that for your business since you have been tracking it? One way or the um, other. It, it has been invaluable. I mean, to me, honestly, I think I said at the beginning, I probably lost hundreds of thousands of dollars through the last 13 years of ownership right. of not sticking and being so diligent with my KPIs and my metrics. Just simply because, hey, in the early 2000s, we were doing so well, it wasn't even a thought. And now I kick myself going, how much money walked out my door with me not even realizing it? just because I was satisfied with the level of 
success we were having, not realizing how much more we could have had had we been into our numbers, into the KPIs and looking at, okay, how many people have dropped off and why? Gotcha. So hundreds of thousands of dollars in value in improvement in your business and you this evening and in the next week or so, up until January 19th, you're offering this tool at, so it, it sounds like something that like we could potentially sell to practice owners for like thousands of dollars. It could be in terms of just the overall value that it delivers, but you are actually retailing this and you're, you're selling this at two ninety seven, two hundred ninety seven dollars And that's just a, is that a one-time fee or is that a monthly membership or anything like that? No membership. I basically personalize this for your clinic. You can make copies of what I send your clinic because obviously it says any clinic USA, but obviously mine says, Volk Physical Therapy Harrisburg, Volk Physical Therapy Concord. So each office, some people like to do it for each therapist. You can make as many copies and save it as many times as you want for each therapist. Um, So you can have each therapist, you can have company-wide, you can have clinic-wide with this. It's a one-time fee. I basically personalize it for you, ship it off to you. Um, Last year, I did not have one complaint, one misuse. The only thing I don't have on this this year is a Saturday um, that I added for last year, but I can always add that if needed, if somebody is open on Saturdays, but gotcha. what we're doing is for the podcast people. Um, I, did you want to share that or did you want me to share that? No, go ahead. I, I, I wanted to offer something, Robin, I wanted to offer something of, of assistance and of, and of help to the audience and all of our loyal listeners. And you have been gracious to do so. So go ahead and, and let the audience know. Yeah. So what, what I'm going to do, um, I had a New Year's special going, and what I'm going to do is restate that again. Um, on the form, if you click, I think, in the um, chat box, you'll see the link for it. Um, it's $297, but under coupon, if you type in the word podcast, and I don't have to spell it for you because you're smart enough to know how to spell podcast. <laughs> yeah, if, um, it, listen, if you can't spell podcast, then, then it's $297 bucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and they'll, they'll think they're getting a deal immediately. Yes. There you go. Hey, hey, you know what? I was told that I was crazy to sell it for $297, but I thought, you know what? I, I, yeah, I'm not, I didn't make this spreadsheet to make a million bucks, and obviously right. I'm not going to. I would love to, but that's not going to happen. But, um, through the 19th, if you type in podcast under the word coupon on the order form, it'll take off $97. It's basically $200 flat is what nice. this is worth. Or it's the value that you can get because you watch this podcast or because you accidentally hit the link and got lucky and typed in podcast. And it's going to be worth $200 for anybody else. It's $297. Um, I wanted to make it affordable because you know what? I know when you give, you get back a hundredfold. Yeah. Obviously, I'm giving this, I mean, 297 bucks. It has saved me multiple, multiples of that in just six months of just keeping track of it yeah. and just having a knowledge of, you know what, we're starting to slip. What's going on? And it could be something simple as, you know what, your therapist is changing the way they're doing their evals or they stopped asking a question at the end um, to find out if the person is going to be able to see their therapy through. Or a simple question like, hey, how motivated are you um, to get this taken care of? Because typically we find patients, if they're as motivated to get themselves well as we are to get them well, they do great. But if it's sort of like, hey, you know what, it's not really a big deal to me, you you got a problem to get at the get-go. For sure. 
So if you are listening to this right now, if you are, first of all, if you're listening on Facebook in the live stream, thank you so much for listening, your time, your attention. We truly, truly appreciate it. And you will be able to, Rob posted a comment in the Facebook live right now for this link. All you have to do is load that link, type in podcast to claim your, your gift, your discount code that expires January 19th, which is next Friday. Um, usually we don't like to date podcasts, but in this case we will, which is fine. And um, if you're listening to the replays on iTunes, SoundCloud, or even YouTube, if you're watching this, we will make sure to have those links in there. And if for some reason you just can't find it or don't see it, you can message Rob or I. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. You can message the at PT Tech Talk podcast account on Instagram, at PT Tech Talk on Twitter. If you are interested in this tool, you should definitely check it out. Check out the demo that we did. Dean has another demo online for you to check it out and really see and immerse yourself in this tool and how it could help you. And you can check it out before you even purchase it. And if you're interested, you can do so before January 19th and get $97 off. All right, well, for Rob and I here at PT Tech Talk, episode 69, Dean Volk, thank you so much for your time and look forward to having you back in the future. Anytime. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Perfect.